0: Welcome to the Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. Real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. God so loved the world, but do we realize that He still does? God uses people's stories to encourage and enlighten us to continue growing, learning, and living with hope. Here, you will find the love of God speaking to you through the stories of others. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, this is Tony Lee Adamson, and I'm in studio with my very special guest and friend, Kathy Croman. You are listening to the Daily Disciples podcast. If you'd like more information about Daily Disciples Ministries, you can go to dailydisciples.org. Bobby Brooks, my co-founder and myself, we also have a app network called The Connections network or online. It's connectionsnetwork.tv. And today we're going to continue our discussion about having conversations with God, which really is prayer, but we don't always realize that it's not only us calling out to God in prayer, it's also God speaking to us. His timing isn't always exactly when we want it though, and it is a walk with Jesus, it's a journey. It's, it's understanding that we're continuing to seek Him, to ask, to knock, and to even wrestle with God at times in Isaiah, he says, come, let us reason together. And then we know about Jacob, one of the patriarchs of our faith, how he wrestled with God. And there are times in our faith that we feel like God is not listening to us, that we sense that he is far away. And and we wonder if we even know God or if he's even hearing us. And how do we get to the point of knowing that our prayers aren't just hitting the ceiling and coming back, but actually entering into the Holy of Holies. So today we're gonna be discussing how Kathy Croman has come to know Jesus and the change in her walk with Jesus, as well as the change in her as a result of that walk. So Kathy, let's begin by just talking about how you came to know Jesus. What was your upbringing?
1: I was raised Catholic. So I knew who Jesus was. I knew what Jesus had done for me, but I didn't have a relationship with him personally. I accepted Jesus as my savior when I was 45 years old. And um, it wasn't one of those earth shattering moments where I, I walked out and knew that my life was different. It was very slow. Um, but it, it, has been a process and now it's what 94 to it's 2022, that's a very long time and it's been a very slow journey that I would say that now in just the last three or four years, God has become very personal to me. God has become, um, part of my life in a brand new way. in I am beginning to hear, beginning to hear what he has to say, I'm, I'm getting to be more comfortable about saying what is in me, because there really is nothing I can hide from him. He already knows it. But it's taken me this long to be able to say it out loud to Mm. him.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Uh, I know that You've, you attended church and being raised Catholic like I was, we both know to attend church, we both know to confess our sins, we both know, you know principles that are so applicable in having a life with Christ too, instead of just a life with the church through Christ, like going through the priest or going through the church to get God, going through the saints to get to God. Now we actually can say that You know, we open the word of God and can hear him talk to us. But there's a process and even understanding the Bible. How did you get to that point of just having a desire
1: to read the Bible? Well, when I was saved, the first thing I did was walk into that church's bookstore and buy myself a Bible. And I just started reading. But the Bible is in no particular order. So it really was hard for me to take what I was reading, and find any way that it was applicable to my life. But I read it, I you know, I would I would pick up a chapter, I'd pick a book, and then I'd go pick another book. So there was no rhyme or reason to what I was reading. And then several years ago, I started reading the daily bible which is a little bit of old testament a little bit of new testament a little bit of proverbs and psalms and i can't say that that was any more meaningful to me because now i'm i'm getting mixed up between a little bit of this and a little bit of that (laughs) and so by the time i get to the next day i forgot where i left off so a few years ago Probably in, gosh, seven years ago, I started reading a chronological Bible. And that put things in perspective of a timeline to order things in my mind of what's going on and how the Old Testament really does lead into and tie into what I was reading in the New Testament. So, in the last few years, when I would read through that daily Bible, there would be stories that I would be able to identify with the circumstances that were going on in the lives of people that I knew. And I would, oh, my goodness, and I'd write their name in the margin, or I would underline something for them. And it took me a long time, I have to tell you, to be able to share these things with those people, because I thought it was really odd and kind of weird
0: yeah and that is actually how the lord starts speaking to us and we don't realize that's the gift of prophecy i mean uh, in first corinthians 12 and 14 paul says out of all the gifts we should ask for it's prophecy i know many churches want you to want the gift of tongues as an evidence that you're hearing from God or walking with God or that you're even saved. And then there's other churches that say, oh, those chapters about tongues aren't even applicable to today. Well, that's not the primary point of Paul's uh, narrative when he's talking in 1 Corinthians. He's saying what we should all long for is prophecy. And what is the gift of prophecy? It is God speaking to us to understand how his words are applicable for our life today. So Kathy, when you were reading through whatever Bible, chronological, yearly, or just a Bible off your shelf, if a name comes to your mind, like somebody suffering or some, or you're praying for somebody that asked you to pray for them about health or healing or wellness, and their name pops in your head, that is the gift of prophecy of the Lord telling you this verse is for that person. But you're right, it takes a while to know when to actually say that to the person. Sometimes I don't always get positive prophecy verses to share, so then I know I have to ask the Lord, why did you give me this verse and do you want me to share this with the person who's come to mind?
1: How did you go down that process too? Very recently did I get to that point. And I have to tell you, it was the scariest thing in the world Um, because I didn't want to say that out loud. I really, and this is what happened. I was, it was early in the morning and this is what woke me up. Kathy, Kathy, that's what woke me up. And I got up and I went into my husband's office. And I said, Oh, my goodness, I woke up because this is what I heard. And it's like, Samuel in the Bible. And he doesn't know who Samuel in the Bible is. So I told him a little bit of the story. Then I came back. And I texted Tony Lee. And I said, this is what happened. And she said, Kathy, God has something he wants to tell you. Go listen. So I said, okay, so I grabbed my journal, grabbed my pencil, prayed and just started writing everything that came to my mind, whether it made any sense at all. But this was the very first time I said, really (laughs) when and I'm writing these things down and it wasn't a great thing to share. But I was told, what I wrote down was, tell her. I don't wanna tell her. Tell her, it will prepare her.
0: Yeah, and the her was me. And uh, and Kathy called me later and we had a conversation and it was a challenging conversation and she was uh, distraught by it. She had an emotional pitch in her voice. We were clearly over the phone. And I said to her, when I fasted uh, in August, I heard these very same things. So now I know it's closer. And now this is the verily, verily in my life. This is the truly, truly. When Jesus says truly, truly, he's saying, listen, I'm saying it twice. Now listen to me, listen to me. So I had to then go to the Lord. Because after Kathy releases it to me in obedience to the Lord. So she doesn't want to say it. She's uncomfortable. It's not even a message I'm gonna wanna hear or she even wants to share or she wanted to hear, but she has to be obedient to the Lord. And once she's obedient to the Lord, then the responsibility is on me. How am I gonna handle this information? Am I going to shoot the messenger? Am I gonna be mad at Kathy and say, you have no right saying this to me and I can't believe you're sharing this to me and how insensitive are you? no now it's my turn to say okay lord i've been in this place before but for you to reveal this information to someone else to take it outside of the circle of me and god and now include the community of christ now include kathy in this realm, in this private realm, I only have the Lord. And now Kathy is saying this to me. Now I am held accountable to go back to God and say, what do I do with this? And we have to remember, that we tend to jump to conclusions we are all story writers we see somebody whispering on the phone who has tears in their eyes and they don't tell us why and we have jumped to so many conclusions writing that story in our mind and it might be all just fantasy you know some good movie that we saw yesterday has now become that person we're watching crying on the phone and we have to remember that god is in control of the context God is in control of the narrative and he's only going to give us as much as we can handle. We cannot give to other people any more than he has given to us because then we have taken the liberty that goes beyond the boundaries. And I gotta say in the Old Testament, When you go beyond those boundaries and you start speaking for God, when he hasn't told you to speak that for him, you've just become a false prophet. And let me tell you, I am very thankful that we are under the covenant of grace because I have done plenty of story writing in my mind of what God might have meant for that person. And I was wrong. And I would have been stoned to death under Old Testament times. But God in the New Testament gives us the ability to practice, to fail, to ad lib, as long as we realize when when the seed has been sown and then the fruit is on the vine, as long as we realize what we need to confess in sin so that He can trust us again with spiritual things to continue to not only grow in Him, but aid those people around us to have that knowledge of God. Does that make sense, Kathy?
1: It does, but it also brings to mind that I was really concerned whether these were my words or God's words. I mean, that really concerned me. And so I said, okay, Lord, I want a sign, please. Um, but it needs to be something that I really know is you. I mean, in every day I got up and I said, a sign today today. And it went on for days and days, nothing. And then I had some friends from um, Indiana visiting me and I took them. I live by the beach. So we drove up on a bluff to uh, watch the sunset. And I didn't realize that I hadn't turned off the engine. I had it in park. And I turned around to talk to Mark. And I heard this engine accelerating and not thinking it was mine. And Mark said, your foot is on the accelerator. And, you know, I could have gone, we could have gone zero to the ocean in two seconds. And we didn't. But I still didn't see that as God saying, hello. You know, I just saved all of you. Um, But then another morning, I was waking up with that thought, you could have gone over the cliff and you didn't. So what kind of a sign do you want? <laughs> so that's the day that I. I released that information and it, and it was it was it was very hard. This was the first time for me of, of experiencing anything like that.
0: And it was confirmation to me. So if anything, it was my sign that we're getting closer to that information that it's, uh, it's something now I have to like, not just pray about, but actually ask the Lord, how do I walk this out? Because in our walk with Jesus, we do first come to Jesus. And that's just by opening our heart and saying, okay, I'm a sinner. I know I need a savior. Jesus, you came to this earth. You were nothing but compassionate and kind. You healed people. You loved people. Then you were condemned on the cross so that we don't ever have to be condemned before God. And we thank you for that. So fill me with your Holy Spirit. And so in coming to Jesus, then we want to start going to Jesus in prayer. We wanna start a relationship in talking to Jesus. But talking to Jesus can be one-sided. It would be like picking up the telephone and just saying what you need to say and hanging up. And tell you the truth, I do that with Kathy sometimes to a point that when I finally am quiet and take a breath, she'll say, okay, is it my turn? And that is very important. And I'll say yes, because that's what it is with the Lord. We go to the Lord and we just vent. We just... Talk as loudly as we can, as quickly as we can when we're comfortable in that place. But then a lot of times we pick up our cell phone, grab our car keys and run out the door. And many times the Lord is saying to us, is it my turn? Are you willing to listen? Are we gonna share in this relationship or is it just gonna be one-sided? Kathy, have you seen that grow in your life and change in your life that you've learned to listen? So you actually heard God say, Kathy, Kathy, but what about the everyday reading the Bible, the everyday prayer life? Have you learned to listen and how did you do that?
1: I don't think I did it how consciously and that truly is God working in me and I have been praying for years, journaling for years, Lord, how you have to help me because I don't know how and that has been my a word to Tony Lee all these years. So how do I do that? How do I do that? Because I don't know how. But what I'm seeing just lately is that God is just doing it. I don't have to follow a list of instructions, which is how I do things. But it's not happening that way. And and I really do want to tie up the rest of that story is that we hear a lot of times that in God's timing. So every day that I was saying, well, I didn't see a sign today. I didn't see a sign today. But that morning that I woke up thinking that, duh, there were more things that happened on that day when I shared that which then led me to understand and realize really in my life, a situation where God's timing was perfect.
0: Mm -hmm. Many times, exactly what you're saying. We don't realize the small things that God does, like you putting your foot on the accelerator, and God sparing you from injury. We we just think, Oh, I can't believe I did that. Or, oh, I'm getting older. Oh, you know, and and we take the blame for things that sometimes God is just trying to get our attention. and, And that is what you're saying. And I have to say, being in Kathy's house many times, I have seen on her mirror in her bathroom, different verses that are just hanging on her mirror. Can you talk about those, those three by five cards that have a verse on them?
1: Well, I have to say that probably those initially came to me from others. So when Lori sends me a verse, Lori lives almost 3000 miles away, but she's thinking about me and God gave her this message for me. So actually when I'm in the bathroom, it's the only place that's quiet. and me alone is that I can read them and think, oh my goodness, I wasn't even thinking about this for me, but somebody else saw this for me because God wants me to know this Mm
0: -hmm. and did those verses make an impact on your life every time you saw them? No. Okay. (laughs) So it's something that just reminded you that someone loves you, thinks about you, cares about you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Which also shows you the love of God.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: God's love does come to us just by somebody saying, I'm praying for you, or this verse came to me, to you. And God does use each of us to display the love of Jesus. So how did you, I know you struggled with that too, like really sensing the grace of God or the love of God. Do you want to share a little bit about that and how you kind of got over that through reading the word?
1: It was really hard for me to believe that God just really loved me. And uh, I've been in Bible studies. Tony Lee's had lots of talks with me. Um, but just as recent, I have my Bible, my chronological Bible opened up to, to October 18th. And that's when, um, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice for my father has given them to me. That is probably the very first time that I have me with an exclamation point and my name, Kathy written in the margin that God does love me. But I have to get past that of, but I'm not worthy to be loved, Um, to be able to accept that somebody loves me. And that's not just hard for me with God. It's hard for me with Tony Lee. You know, it's been years and I just would say, why does she want to be my friend? You know, so it's, it's growing in, in a state of being comfortable, of over time trusting, of coming together. And I read and I pray to know who God is, not just what he does and that he is God above all, but who he is how he is part of my life how i want him to be more of my life and how i want to be in that comfort zone of being able to go to him as my father as my daddy as my friend i mean when i would hear people say god is my friend i go ooh that's pretty big how can you even say that i can't even think about God being my friend. So that's still a work in progress for me.
0: I think some of that comes from our backgrounds, like our backgrounds really do impact how we view God. Uh, Being raised Catholic, there was like a barrier between us and God and you went to parochial school 12 years 12 years. So you hung out with the nuns you said you went to the nuns houses they yeah. would wear tennis shoes underneath their habits and right. red red high tops <laughs> and you got to know these single women who really were a community among themselves and right. and that was your role model that they that they gave their life to god so in a different way than you could give your life to god if you were
1: a nun Yes, but it's very patriarchal in the Catholic Church. And growing up when I did, being in college in the late 60s, when the feminist movement was going on, it just really turned my head a different direction of the church and the papacy and the rules that men were making. And um, I, I just left. The church at that time. But I didn't know how to separate God and my relationship with God from the church. And that was hard. So I was a nothing for another 20 years before I accepted Jesus as my savior and began a whole new life.
0: It's, it's, uh, as long as we get it on earth, right? Like as long as we get it. Yeah. <laughs> the only place we can get it. You know, I I always say life isn't a dress rehearsal. I mean, we got to get it here, you know, because there's bigger stuff coming. And uh, and I am thankful for the grace of God who works with us so patiently. And so thankful for so many of the pastors and teachers and evangelists in the world that are dedicated to continue to get the message out. But the message isn't only, uh, we're not only responsible the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, it's all of us. It's sharing our story. It's you sharing your story right now about with the chronological Bible open and that and Jesus' sheep do hear his voice. It's not just the priests, the pastors, the teachers. It's all of us are his sheep and Jesus is the good shepherd and he does lead us beside still waters, but it, it means we have to also enjoy being with him and feasting with him christian life can't be all about the fast foods of little bible verses that we read it's it's got to be about sometimes eating a banquet and sometimes we're the ones preparing the meal for jesus so it's not always the responsibility isn't all on him uh, to meet us we have to take the time and make the effort to give him an open ear and ask the Lord to show us things in his word. I'm a big believer in Bible roulette. Uh, I didn't understand the historical components or context of the Old Testament or even the New Testament when I first came to Jesus, but I did know that the Bible was a love letter that if I just flipped through the pages, something would speak to me because the Spirit of God is faithful like that. And if the Spirit of God is placed in our hearts when we come to know Jesus, and then the Spirit of God wrote the living Word of God, then as our spirit connects to the Word of God's spirit, we have communication with God. Anything you wanna say about that, Kathy? No? <laughs> okay. So. As we continue, how have you, I have read the ES, the uh, Living Bible, the the English Standard Version, the New King James Version, the NIV Version, Yearly Bibles. And then now we're reading through the New Living Translation Chronological Bible. And what would you say about reading through the Bible this year that's different than any other year?
1: I think for me, it has been more personal. Um, It's written in a way that I get it. I don't have to stumble through the terminology of um, Bible speak in the different translations. So this has been really um, a year of seeing things a little bit differently a little bit more i don't want to use the word human but personal uh than the other than the other translations however i do have to tell you that when i read these read the new living trust i have my esv bible next to me or the daily read bible in a different translation and sometimes the words are are very different. The the important words to me are different. And it just takes it onto a plane of me understanding in a personal way rather than reading it as words in this chapter in this book mm-hmm. about this story.
0: Mm-hmm. I get that. I can say when we first started the New Living Translation and actually kathy's part of a zoom bible study there's a group of us that are reading together through the chronological bible in the nlt or the new living translation and when we first started that this year i was uncomfortable because i'm, I'm i've been in the bible and a bible teacher for a long time and the way the translation came across, it almost seemed like a paraphrase. But when we hit the Gospels, especially, and the Gospels mean the good news about Jesus, when we hit the Gospels, and we actually would read the account of the Gospel according to Mark, and then Matthew, and then Luke, and sometimes John, the way the stories were written it was like Jesus was sitting there telling me himself. It was the the New Living Translation made the different accounts from four different authors come alive in such a fresh way. And I do wanna have a plug for the, um, the movie right now that's called The Chosen. Um, it's a free download. It's an app and I do recommend it. It really is kind of a, uh, the picture of the gospel according to Matthew. And you see Matthew writing throughout this whole time, but it shows us the kingship of Jesus, but the love of Jesus and the humanity of Jesus in such
1: a different way. Did you find that? Oh my goodness. Yes. And I I am watching it now for the third time (laughs) and I get different things now that I didn't see the first time, but it is, it's even when I read the Bible now, I hear Jesus differently. I see Jesus differently because when I read the Bible before it was, well, of course he's Jesus. He's God. Of course. I never was able to put the humanity, the humanness, the, the yeah, he got scratched and probably hit his thumb with a hammer, but I never thought of him saying, ow, I just thought of him saying, okay, that's better. Um, so it's, it's really very good about showing us who these people are. They were just like us, the disciples, they were people just like us, um, but we don't always, I didn't always see that as I'm reading through the, the New Testament, because there's they're quick stories. There's no buildup, there's no background, it's just, and Jesus did this, and immediately Jesus was there, and he was in the boat, and he was asleep, and he did this. But there's no context for me to associate Jesus as being a human being, a guy out with his guy friends, out on a boat, that they've been eating with, fishing with, you know, trekking with and having fun with. Mm -hmm. Do I think of Jesus as having fun with these guys? I didn't before, but he was a human being. So of course he did, Mm -hmm. which changes how I talk to him when I pray.
0: And that brings us back to conversations with God. If you are just tuning in, my name is Tony Lee Adamson we are on the Daily Disciples podcast. If you'd like to have more information about Daily Disciples, you can go to dailydisciples.org or the connectionnetwork.tv, and it's really connections with an S, network.tv, where you will find more resources and different topics and themes about life with jesus every day talking about the lord learning about the lord i went to a church yesterday and i loved their tagline that said to know him and to make him known and i just love that i thought that was a a perfect heartfelt writing about what it is to be a christian that we long to know god and then we long to make him known. So thank you so much for today listening to the Daily Disciples podcast. I've been interviewing Kathy Croman because real life stories that are raw and uh, not protected. We're not protecting ourselves. We We want to share the good news of Christ because the comfort that he's given to us, we want to have others comforted. We know that it's not living. It's not easy living in this world, but Jesus's burden is light and his yoke is easy. So if we come to know him better, it makes our days so much better until we see him face to face. So thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for joining Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. No more fake, fancy, or fluffy, but real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. For more information, go to DailyDisciples.org or ConnectionsNetwork.tv. And we can't wait to talk to you soon.